0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito com.
1: What's up, everyone? I'm your host, Tiffany Hoyt, and you're listening to Hogs Havens Riled Up. My co host Alana Bearfield and I are constantly looking for ways to bring you the hottest red skin topics with a twist and alana it's draft week the time is now we have great things in store for our listeners today
2: yes tiff the time is now and everybody's been talking about draft week because it's on social media and it's gonna be virtual this year meaning no kisses no hugs no high fives social distancing has really shaken things up
1: man it has right
2: no it definitely has i mean look at the virtual draft right now imagine all 32 teams will be on a conference call for general managers teams will be able to actually email their selections and get this they'll be allotted extra time to negotiate trades tiff
1: yeah i don't know how i feel about that extra time a i don't know how i feel about that <laughs>
2: Right, it's a little rocky. And everyone's doing mock drafts, outlooks, everybody's trying to get a perspective. But this time, we're actually going to bring a perspective of athletes. Isn't that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. we we talked about this. We had the concept and idea to bring Riled Up. Uh, It's a Redskins podcast, but we wanted to bring our, our Redskins fans, the fans in general, something different. And it's different because in this social distancing age that we're in, We don't have a lot of interviews of what the players are thinking. And we're always hearing about the mock drafts, like you said, and the trade outlooks. I want to know what the players' perspective is on this process, old and new. So we have Equinemius St. Brown, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, who was drafted in 2018 out of Notre Dame, and Dwayne Wallace, offensive tackle for the XFL's LA Wildcats out of Kansas University. These are guys who went through their own draft. Processes and they're going to tell us their perspective. Welcome to the show, Equinemius and Duane. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely our pleasure, you guys. I want to jump right in. Our first question in this age of social distancing. Because it's everything right now and the draft week our week right now is going to be significantly impacted by it we wanted your perspective we want your perspective on how your draft process was so different and what was going through your mind during that whole process
3: um, for me specifically I know, um, my my uh, draft process was uh, different a uh, highly guy coming out of University of Kansas, but however, um, I had the opportunity to be an undrafted free agent um, to go into a couple of All-Star games, the NFL PA Bowl, the Trucks Bowl, and uh, kind of ran my way up, and um, did my pro day at my college, and uh, got a rookie mini camp invite from the Bears and the Steelers, and went there, and there for Week and we can start yeah, I just sat home and uh, got a call to go to XFL, coach uh, coach Moss and um had an opportunity to uh be there with all the other players that kinda of, didn't make it in preseason basically um was just uh added on throughout the X F L and so uh, now that this pandemic happening then it's it's kind of a a, a a different process of how high entered the league in my journey. Because when I was coming out, they had the, uh, the other league that got shut down their, um, before before the XFL. Um, those guys got picked up, which also my opportunity. So it's kind of the same thing going on right now. For those kids coming out of college, like, the kids are going to be set back because they're not going to be ready. It's not going to be... What in camp? They don't get in all of it. So it's a lot of things that changed changing that not being talked about. Yeah, for me, uh
0: when I was coming to the drafts, uh, I was really just worried about the combine and our athletic. Those were the two things that I had to look at myself for coming into the drafts. And then, uh, yeah, just, everything was just about doing the best you can in every uh, drill. Or a position, uh, drill, you can. And then, like you said, going the rookie mini camp, OTAs, all that stuff uh, really helps you prepare for your rookie year. So, kids coming out this year won't have that. Most kids didn't even have a pro day. So, uh, a lot of kids that uh, needed extra looks will get the looks they need. And then, uh, OTAs and rookie mini camp, they probably won't have that as well. And it's really going to be harder for your rookies to adjust to the NFL uh, this coming kind of season if we have one.
2: And I totally agree. I mean, what we're seeing with a lot of teams, especially the Saints just announced that there's not going to be no virtual workouts, no online meetings, no workouts at the facility, that they're literally showing up in July and they're starting training camp. So how do you guys, both of you, think that the NFL going virtually, especially with the draft, will affect the chemistry of players once they start practicing? Uh, I think it'd be more important for teams that, uh, have had chemistry together or have a new head coach, have a new offense or defense.
0: And for the rookies, but for teams that are com- coming into the same system and best uh, that back, it won't be a big difference because they already know the offense, they are in another system, and they've been in the NFL, they know how to train. But for rookies and for
3: new teams and new coaches, it'll be a little more harder to adjust in the short, short amount of time that they have. And that's and, and and just to follow off what he saying, to, to clarify what he said, it's all about experience. The vets already know what to do. That's why that's why they, they get paid. For it. They already experience They already know. They already know what to do. And especially those who are already in the system. It's it's for the younger dudes, but it's, it's the people who got less experience. Them, those are people that's gonna suffer. Because at the end of the day experience and experiences going out there, whether you're playing in preseason or some type of football. So it's all about who can be ready and uh, be able to come in and be a coach, uh, get down to playbook, do what your coach, coach is asking you, or make a rely
1: Right, right. And I think uh, football has always been a developmental sport in that way. It's not like basketball where it's more geared towards pro-style athletes where you can immediately go in and be a star. Football, you know, you can take a year and then eventually become a guy. But what this situation has put the league in, Uh, and a lot of these young kids is it's put them in a situation where they have to be pro ready because you don't have a lot of time to prove yourself really and you can get lost in the sauce and you have to wait for another draft class with that being said what's your advice for these young guys but not even these young guys like these guys who are xfl or arena league or just guys it's not necessarily too far-fetched for some athletes to make it to the league after not being selected in their draft class. This is not far-fetched for a lot of these XFL guys. What's your advice for them? Even if it's just, like, workout advice. I know you, Nimmy, you work out with your dad all the time. He's instilled that in you. Do you even have, like, workout advice for some of these guys?
0: Uh, I would say, they can't just start now, the, the workouts, that mentality would have had to start in college as well <laughs> to give them the best advantage you coming in the floor. But if they're starting now, I guess, uh, you got to prepare yourself to be better than all the vets. I mean, coming in, you're going be a disadvantage because you don't have experience. You don't know the offense. Um, and the coaches don't even know what you can do. So you'll have less reps. you have less looks. So it's, it's really important to, to know that every opportunity you get, you have to make the most of it. Because if you don't, um, you'll get less and less opportunities as you can. Not you can, but can goes on.
1: Yeah, but for, like, those XFL guys, those guys who, like, they have it, right? But... I know you wanna give up your recipe for success and what makes you you that's that's your that's your sauce, your niche. But I think my question is what separates the greats? At the end of the
3: day, at the end of the day, no rocket science to success. Everything is fundamental. Like when you go to camp, you work on fundamentals. No matter what position you go, no matter what position you play in football, you gotta have fundamentals. So once you know the system and once you know the fundamentals you're gonna be good. Then your athletic ability is gonna take you gonna do the rest. Am I correct? Big yeah, I agree.
0: And I would say the biggest thing I noticed the difference between college and NFL is uh people are, players are way more or they're way smarter than they are in college. Like in college you get away with not being smart, but in NFL if you don't know what you're doing, uh, you're not gonna see the field ever.
2: Right, and I totally agree with both of you guys what you're saying. I mean, leading up to draft week, it can be a lot of anxiety, especially if people think that they didn't practice enough, if they thought that they're not good enough. So, for Equinemius, what was going through your mind leading up to draft week? Walk me through your experience with draft week. What was, who were you talking to? Was there, Were you happy? Were you full of anxiety? What was going on?
0: I'll say I was nervous more than anything. Uh, Running my draft week, uh, I didn't know where I was going to get drafted at because my junior was way worse than my sophomore year. And I knew that that's one of the reasons why I left. And then uh, that's the only reason why I left as a junior. So, Tony, I didn't know what to expect. And uh, I just remember draft those three days some of the longest days in my life, just sitting there watching the TV and watch everyone go before you. It was I would not want to relive that again. I wouldn't want anyone to go through that, <laughs> but it's part of the process. So uh, it definitely uh, put some fuel on the fire for me uh, going into mini camp and OTAs.
1: Mm. And Dwayne, you're actually someone who it didn't work out during that draft week, and you had to keep pushing, and you became a stellar in the XFL now, and you're possibly quite possibly trying to make it to the league afterwards or in continuance to your career. What was your draft process like in that week of and the week after? First
3: of all, I knew I wasn't gonna get drafted. I knew I wasn't gonna get drafted. So I knew I was gonna be the free agent route. Right. So when my opportunity came and you know, I didn't I didn't get signed, I just you know, went back home was trying to leave for calls, but that didn't work out. But so, you know, I just kept working out, kept faith, kept faith in the Most High, and um, the XFL came around. Opportunity presented itself, and I went to the XFL, and um, you know, what I'm saying had a, had a, had a great season. And I'm kind, I'm kind of just not getting around, but you know, even anything can happen. Like you know, what I'm saying, like at any given day, you can get cut, but it's, it takes somebody mentally mentally strong to sit at home and work out everything and have faith that you gonna get an opportunity in the race.
1: right and you Nimmy you have a brother two brothers coming up after you in this process um one at USC the other at Stanford Osiris St. Brown and Amon Ross St. Brown stellar athletes what's your advice to those guys uh-huh.
0: Well, all of them have at least one more year left, so, uh, I'm going to talk to them about the draft process, because i are all going back to college next year, or well, I'll probably have more conversations conversation with that, but then, uh, when they're more serious about leaving college, And I will just tell them that, uh, make sure when they leave college that they know, if, if, if they don't leave a junior, make sure they know if they're going to go high or not, No uh, know the situation they have back at school, and going back with, uh, help their draft stock or hurt them, like risk-reward. Uh, I was kind of a guinea, guinea pig. I didn't know uh, too much about it, so I just wanted my heart and my gut. But now I know more about it, so I can guide them a little more and uh, see how they did that season and what it's gonna look like going back to college or leaving, and uh, I just know that both of them have what it takes to make a team in the NFL, so I some regards regardless of what happens, like if you go undrafted or drafted high, you'll be straight. Uh, I think it'll be good to make a team.
2: Right, and guidance is a huge component, especially being drafted and having the right people in your corner. What's the agent process like and what do you look for in hiring an agent?
0: Uh, For me, it's really just who you trust. I realize that agents don't really do too much. Most of it's up to you and what you've done in college and what you did in your pro day uh, combine. But I, I realize that agents really are much more important for your safety contract and negotiation. But uh, they're definitely important
1: to have. Mm. To what you were saying, an agent might not have a lot to do with the early onset career of a player, like that going into the draft. That's more on you. But for the longevity of your career, agents are very, very important. What did you look for in your agent?
0: First of all, I want to know who they had as players and uh, the contracts they've uh, signed them. And then also, uh, the agency, like, how big is it? How small is it? You know, how many players is he working with in my class? You know, you don't want to have too many people, because then they'll be spread too thin. So those kind of things. And if you have a, a good feeling about them, like, you truly trust that they're going to do the best for you and have
3: your best interests at heart. Um, as far as the agent, having an agent, goes, I just feel like, man, man, uh, it, it, it all comes down to your needs, you know. Like if you can do if you can do a lot less, do a lot less. And if you know so if you need something, then you know what I'm saying. I feel like you don't wanna to get too much debt with somebody. You know? so, you know, like I feel like a lot of a lot of youth coming out of college get themselves a because of your debt because it's good, just because you're don't take it. Because at the end of the day, when you sign their contract and you really leave you gotta pay all that debt.
1: And when your story, I want to give everyone a little further background. Um, Of course, you went to Kansas. uh, You weren't drafted. And you basically had to make it up in your mind that you were going to work through your process. Take us through that and what drove you. Uh,
3: My football career just is, I've always been behind. I I went from high school to Juco, I went to Cal, University of Cal, Berkeley i started there for a year um, graduated transferred to kansas so if you look throughout my career i was always i was always in the position to up and down improve for myself you know i saying? i started in the pac 12. i started in the big 12. i went to the nfl pa goal i won mvp you know what i'm saying like um having all these milestones and at the end of the day when it came down to draft phase with all these accolades that I had that still didn't get me anymore. So that was more of a humbling process for me. But what what I go through a lot of people would have quit because that's that, that that's a lot of mental stuff you gotta go through to get it knocked down like that. Like you know what I'm saying having to have to transfer. I started in Cal I have to move from California to Kansas. And go to all these all-star games just to the head that get drafted like okay you know what i'm saying i'm in a i'm in a constant stage you know what i'm saying prove myself you know what i'm saying so oh i, ne- I never gave up I, I kept on going and boom i went to the xFL and you know what i'm saying i proved myself once again you know what i'm saying and i didn't start with the game i started we said we had a record we said we put up 41 points you know what i'm saying like records in history like... No other offense could yeah. there, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, rush over 100, two for three feet, like, put up, you know what I'm saying? We just, and every and every game that I started, it was just, you know what I'm saying, an opportunity for me to prove myself because I know that I wasn't going to get them opportunities. And, and we only had five games. It was supposed to be 10 games. We only had five games. So I just, I, I just, thank, I just thank the most high for blessing me so I would get some film you know, before, you know what I'm saying before the pandemic, because other people that are sitting out there
0: right now don't got
2: to. Right, and I think everyone's blessed in the situation. You know, everything works out for a reason. You know, people playing in the NFL, people playing in the XFL. You know, you make you make it work for you. How has both of your lives changed after you know playing in the NFL and XFL? You know, from people knowing your name on social media to fans coming up to you. How has your life changed?
0: Uh, My life hasn't changed too much. Uh, I would say, yeah, my life hasn't changed too much. Like, fans don't come up to me anywhere. Uh, In Green Bay, the the people that live there really know that the players live here too, so they just get chill about it. They don't really come up to players. But the fame It's really just... Uh, kind of same as in college. And
1: what about you, Dwayne? That XFL fan base is kind of big. It's actually growing. I was surprised. How are they?
3: Honestly, I was kind of surprised when I went out there that we had, we had the amount of people that we had to be honest with you the league. But, um, you know, it ain't, it, ain't, it ain't like our fan base is gone in the NFL, but we got fans, we got some... Uh, we got some fan that all uh, show up for all the home games and stuff that, for the three home games that we did, have, so And I just
1: wanna get back to you guys as personal brands. For instance, like you Nimmy, you're someone that is definitely taking advantage of just these things that are innately you and you're able to like market them because they are so marketable. Uh, you speak various languages, including French and German. Uh your mother is German. Um, you have a great storyline from your dad being Mr. Universe. Branding is very, very big for you. Uh, you're a soccer fan. I saw you did something with MJ Acosta. What sparked this in you to utilize your brand in this way?
0: Uh, I would say my branding, most of the credit, almost all of that's with my dad. He had this whole plan. With my name, with languages, it was all his plan. You know, I was just into it, really. Uh, I'm not big on. Uh, Marketing like that. Uh, I don't care about fame, to be honest. Uh, that's more my younger brother, um, but and my dad really. So uh, for me, I'd say I was just lucky to have my dad have this plan for his children to play football, to have these great names, to speak different languages, and all that. Um, I really didn't have no I mean, yeah, I did. I actually learned them, the languages, and I did a lot of work. But the plan was all his, really.
2: And you know, since we're in the middle of a pandemic, how have you guys been staying in shape? Is there any routines that you can give other athletes on what they can do at home while we're in the midst of all this?
0: Uh, I personally uh, have a weight room that I go to. Uh, I I had a JUCO around here. I used to lift weights. Um, I'm coming coming off angry last year, so uh, I barely just started running. And uh, yeah. Running, you can just find a field out here. Have your coach come, or your trainer, whoever trains you, and you guys your train. So, training with police on is not that big of an issue. The basic issue would be finding a weight range to uh, get the weights in, because all the gyms are closed, and uh, yeah, I guess it's up to who you know, what you know, to be able to get the weights in.
3: Yeah, I feel the same way you feel, like, full work, work, you go, trying to park you, fine, pork, you it, but the weight roll. Hiding the weights and sticking to the weights and staying strong. That's
1: important, I guess. And do you guys have to do any, like, virtual workouts? I was talking to another NFL player, and he said he had to record all his workouts. So do you guys have to do that? Um, he said it was, like, whether he was in the water, weightlifting, what he was eating. He had to record all that.
0: They sent an email out today. I haven't read it yet, but uh, I, I saw the text message. They something about virtual workouts. It was a long, last email, so I I'm, I'm ready yet, but I assume gonna something similar to either me being on Zoom while I'm working out, or, or maybe we you just said, recording and sending it down. I have
1: no idea. All right, you guys, I want to get back to our team, the Redskins, to close us out for the day. We have the number two pick. A lot of people have said things like we should trade it. I, myself, have had various opinions on what should happen with that pick. What do you guys think the Redskins should do with that?
0: I have no idea I have no idea what the guys need to
1: be honest well, I'll tell you what we need we need uh some offensive linemen. I've thrown that out there we need uh, some corners so i've heard jeff Okuda. I've heard trading that pick um we need a big wide receiver. we have some speedy guys I think that they get the job done for sure talented guys, but we need that big guy presence um so, yeah, a safety wouldn't hurt us. Uh, so, yeah, just definitely a corner, a safety, offensive lineman, a big wideout. That's, like, the major needs for us.
0: Sure. I'm not any of those, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the best uh, strategist when it comes to picks, and I haven't really been paying attention to all the college players this year, to be honest. I don't really watch my brothers play.
1: Man, I know they give you a hard time about that. You're supposed to watch us.
0: <laughs> watch, watch who?
1: I'm on in Osiris.
0: Yeah, I watch them. Oh, you I said you watch them.
1: Okay, all right. I thought you said yeah. I don't even watch them.
3: I, <laughs> not only watch them. I don't watch the other teams. Okay, all right. right. Yeah. What do you I, think? I played, I played. I played. against your little brother his freshman year. Oh, you did? Okay. I think both of them. played SC in 2016. Was that his freshman year? Uh I'm a when was your freshman year? What right year? Yeah. Nah he
0: was twenty eighteen. Oh, he's eighteen.
1: So you might
3: have played again. Play? I played one of your brothers. Either either the one at Stanford or the one that Nah, I guess twenty fifteen twenty fifteen was my freshman year. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Twenty sixteen is when I got to. Do.
1: Well, you know, this football world is so small. Everybody knows everybody, and everybody's played. Somebody that knows somebody. <laughs> All right, and Dwayne, you got any ideas on that pick for the Redskins?
3: All
1: right, D-line, O-line. Okay, another Chase Young. The critics have spoken. Chase Young, that's, that's supposed to be our pick, and I'm not mad at it. I think that he's a tremendous talent. Uh, We'll see what the future holds for the Skins. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, Equinemius and Dwayne, for coming on our show. We appreciate you guys. Yes, thank you. We look forward to watching you. you. Thank you. All right, we're going to have to leave the conversation there. Thank you to the subscribers, the listeners. Thank you for your continued support. We are riled up to bring you the hottest skin topics with the twist. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at ttalegend. That's T T A L E G E N D, and Tiffany Hoyd on Twitter. T I F F A N Y H O Y is in yellow, D is in David. And I'm
2: on Instagram and Twitter at a lot of Bearfield. That's A L L A N A B A
1: R E F I E L D. Thank you, and remember to stay riled up.